Welcome back to the Sower Seeds Podcast with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will firmly root you in the gospel of God's truth and love. And now, here's John. Hey, this is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds Podcast. Uh, welcome. And uh, today is going to be a, a special message. It'll be our third and final urgent message. We've called the three of these urgent. And this one we're titling His Truth is Marching On. So this will be the last of this uh, group of messages. And if you're listening today for the first time to one of these, I urge you to go back and listen to the first two because they fill in so much more of what this is all about. I, I've been talking about what's going on in this nation and it's really a twofold message because it's what's going on in the world, really. It's what's going on in our nation, and it's also what's going on in the church, the Christian church, and God's people, and how they're responding. And that's who I'm speaking to, really. But this applies to all of us. And the world is watching what's going on in America. They want to know what's, what's going on, what we're thinking, what are Christians saying, or what are we doing there's a lot of good news here because I've seen the Christian church wake up and I've seen them stand boldly and they're out there by the tens of thousands, now hundreds of thousands if, and, and more really, speaking up for their right to worship. That's what this nation was founded on. That was one of the main reasons America was even formed, was freedom of speech and freedom of worship. And we're having to fight for it again because there's an antichrist in the world. So this isn't just about America. This is about the world. And they're out there. They're praying. They're speaking up. They're worshiping in public. People are coming to know the Lord. There's a revival actually going on. And it may be, and I believe it is, I would probably just say it is, as, as I see it, going to be one of the greatest revivals in American history because I think we'll see a great one now, and I think they'll even get greater after that. I would even go as far as to say, and some may chuckle, I, I think California and places like that will probably become the next Bible belts in America. Wouldn't that be amazing if that happened? I don't know if that's something that's going to happen or not, but you can pray on that and, and say, Lord, let it be. But this third message, and I haven't even told you what it's called yet. I better get to that right now. It's called His Truth is Marching On. I woke up yesterday to this song, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. I haven't heard it in years. It's, you know, my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And in there it says his truth is marching on. It talks about his truth. And while it's not a scripture that I'm going to, you know, use as the main source for this message, it is just true. It is truth. And God takes pleasure in it. What this is saying is, that we need to hold on. This message today is not complicated. It requires your attention, though, maybe more than any other. What the Lord is saying is, do not give up. Do not lose heart. Let not your heart be troubled. You know that Jesus said those words in John 14 just prior to going to the cross? The darkest days in history were just in front of them, and he's telling them, let not your heart be troubled. And in these days where we are seeing some terrible things going on in this nation, there's a lot of lies going on. There's a lot of falsehood going on. 
and it has brought darkness with it. Well, the Lord is telling us, and always has, Paul used to write, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. He wrote that from prison and the Lord gave him victory. And I believe we will see great victories. I do. In my heart, I just do. I can't help it. So today's message, no matter what I talk about, what I want you to hear, and I believe what the Lord wants you to hear is stand boldly, hold on boldly. Don't give up. God is on the move. His truth is marching on. You want to sing that song? Then go sing it. And this is always true for us, no matter what we're going through. If it's about our nation, if it's about our own community, or just in our home, this all holds true. And we need to live our lives by faith. The writer of Hebrews in chapter 11 brings out a verse that is so clear and so revelational about what faith is, because we need to live by faith. And the writer says this, this is Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now that's really something when you think about that, because he's saying faith is the substance of the things that you hope for. What are you hoping for today? You're picturing that in your mind. That's a hope. Faith is the substance of that hope. This takes a bit of revelation to understand. And he's, he's saying that it's the evidence of the things you do not see. And that's where many of us are at right now. We don't see what's in front of us all the time, completely and fully. And we're trusting in God. And as simple as it sounds, that's what he's saying. So trust, live by faith, trust in God for this nation. And as you pray for this nation, which is something you should be doing, I believe daily, will you be a people of prayer? That's why the last episode uh, we did, Will You Not Revive Us Again, is so important for you to hear. Please go back and listen to part two. Listen to part one and part two, because you'll see why it is I'm saying this. Will you be a people of prayer? Will you be a people of faith? Will you believe? That's what's going on here right now. It's, it, this is a critical aspect of what we're going through. It's not the only aspect, but it's a critical one. Some people are out and they are, they are marching or they're meeting in groups or they're fighting for this nation and there are lawyers fighting and there, there are representatives fighting and there are people doing that. You need to pray for those people who are looking for truth. Support them with your prayers. God bless this one and that one to find truth. God bless this one and that one to be protected when they're searching for truth. God, give them the platform to put that truth for all to see. That's your prayer. And for you, for your own mind, and for your own heart to stand. You have Ephesians 6. Paul's writing this, and he's talking about the battle that we're in and that we have to put on this armor. And I'm not going to go over all of it today, but he's saying in Ephesians 6, you could look at verse 13, but really you can read 10 through 20. That's the whole thing. And he's saying there in general, I'll go over it short right now, is he's saying, put on the helmet of salvation that will protect your, your mind and your thinking and put on the breastplate of righteousness. And you have a shield of faith and a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He's showing you this armor. And in verse 13, he says, 
take the whole armor of God, all of it, everything he's explaining there, and put it on that you may be able to stand and withstand in the evil day. And you're in the middle of an evil day right now. What you're seeing out there is evil. It's a war, and it's a war for freedom. This isn't about a president in and of itself. It's about much more than that. This is about freedom. This is about truth. And that's why I call this one, His Truth is Marching On. God's truth is marching on. So this is about truth. This is about freedom. And honestly, the bottom of it all, it's about the gospel. This is an antichrist at work in our nation. It's not just people. It's a spiritual battle. And it's an antichrist. Paul spoke of it. Peter did. John did. Jesus did. They all spoke about this. And it is what it sounds like. Anti-Jesus. Look anywhere in the public square and you'll see it. Look in your public schools and you'll see it. And Paul is saying, take the whole armor of God on you so you can withstand in this kind of day. And having done all of that, stand in faith, boldly in Christ. And pray these people through who are on the front lines. Pray continually, fast even, just pray for this nation. Become a people of prayer right now. You don't have till next month to get up to speed. It's now. This message may not be exciting, and that's fine, but it is for those whose eyes are open, who know what it is I'm saying. To you, this is exciting because you are standing at the cusp of maybe one of the greatest victories our nation has ever known, and I'm excited about that. Like I said, I woke up with one of these patriotic songs in, in, my, in my heart, just singing it. And then my, my mind went to another one, America the Beautiful. And you may think I'm skipping topics here. I'm not. I love this nation. Just like the people of Israel loved Israel, they loved their nation. They sang about their nation. And this nation was a nation that was built on the freedom of worship. It's a Judeo-Christian nation. Whether people argue with that or not, go ahead and argue. And I'm proud, and, and I love this nation. You know, as children, we would sing these songs in the morning. We would just bless our nation every day because we were saying, you know, God shed his grace on thee. Well, half the time, we didn't even know that much of what we were saying. It was still just, I'm sure God took great pleasure in seeing the nation stand up in the morning, the little children just singing, God shed his grace on thee. And God works providentially. I spoke about that in, in the second part, and I really want you to hear that just again. And God works providentially in amazing ways, and we're often meaning that he works things out. He's moving the pieces around, and we don't even see what he's doing. He's so wise, and we don't see everything sometimes till, till the victory. I was even thinking of my own birth, me. I, I'm not going to tell the story. It's just simply too long. But the events that had to take place for, in order for me to be born would, would create a blockbuster movie. It would. The story is incredible. The things that had to happen where my father, where he traveled through, and my mother, the things that happened for those two to meet was a major miracle. And for my mother to have even lived was a major miracle. And God worked, that's providence. 
And I just think of how many things in our nation that brought it about. And God is just so good. And I was thinking about those people who stood in the various battles in this nation that won America, that made America, America, that they they fought with their lives. I saw a beautiful play. I don't watch a lot of plays, but I watched this one online. It was done at Charis Bible School in Colorado. And they put on a piece that was about America and how America was formed. And one of the parts of this play was about the, about the Battle of Baltimore in the War of 1812. And I'm not a great historian myself, but it, this really touched my heart because it showed me some things I did not know. Because it was depicting the battle that the Star Spangled Banner was written about. And that's the national anthem of the United States. And the writer, is, he was really a lawyer. He was, he was 35. It was written in 1814. His name is Francis Scott Key. He witnessed this bombardment of Fort McHenry. British ships of the Royal Navy in, in Baltimore Harbor were just plummeting that fort, Fort McHenry. And the story goes, and I believe it all to be true, is that a flag was standing. It had 15 stars and 15 stripes at that point. And they just shot at it and shot at it. And when it would start to go down, this is the part I didn't know. And this is the part I want to share with you to inspire you to stand. The people went up to that flagpole to hold it in place. And one would go up or two would go up and they would hold it and they would lose their lives because they were getting plummeted with shells. And even children ran up to that flagpole to hold it and were killed. And mothers went up and fathers went up. Now, I don't know the accuracy of all that, but that's how this play depicted this thing, that families fought to hold that flag up. And in today's world, I think somebody would say, who cares about the flag? Your life's more important. Get out. But it wasn't the flag it was their freedom. They saw what many of us do not see today. The value of freedom. And God is a God of freedom. He's a God of freedom. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's his word. He set Israel free. He set us free. And I believe this nation was, was built by the good pleasure of God. And we did some things the wrong way, yes. But I believe his initial intentions was that this would be a nation of love and freedom that supported the gospel. And in many ways it is and still is. But there's a war going on. And this isn't just about America. So what do we do? What do we do? We dig in deep. This is your time to be real or not real. This is your time to say, I'm going to stand in the faith that I say that I'm in. I'm going to trust God and pray for the best result. And I'm, at the very least, not going to give up this fight.
And it's a fight for freedom. It's, it is, yes, a fight for this nation too. And in, in turn, other nations. There's so much going on. And I mean that in the gospel. This nation has been a supporter of the gospel like no other nation, I don't think, in history. And that's what's on the table. That's the bottom line. There's some verses that make it very clear about nations and how they end up because of their view of God. And, and here's Psalm 33, verse 12. This is all out of the King James, if you use that version. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. That's very simple. You don't need to go to Bible school to understand that. He's saying blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And this nation has slowly chipped away at that, pushing God out of the way. That's been the problem. We pushed him out of government, and we pushed him out of school, and we pushed him out of the public square, and we pushed Christmas out. Of, it was all just an effort to just push God to the side. And in doing so, raising their fists in God's face in defiance. The Proverbs 14 and 34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And that sin is when these people are standing in, in the public square, raising their fist in God's face in defiance to him. We have the beautiful scripture that many have been reading in, in the last few weeks. Uh, I've just heard it everywhere in Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and it says here, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now, I could teach a lot on this verse uh, about various things that it's saying, but just to make things simple, I believe that's already happened here in America. Millions of Christians have been seeking God and calling God. And this is what I said in the last one. We had the parable of the unjust judge who judged properly for somebody who was badgering him. And Jesus says, if he can do that, if that unjust judge can judge something properly, how much more would God give justice to his people who call out to him day and night? Will he not do that? And the answer is yes, he will. And it even says he'll do it quickly. I went over that in, this, in this part two of this at length. Please listen to it. And, and this verse is saying, my people, if they humble themselves, which God's people did, they woke up from being asleep and they're seeking God. One of the things I see, in addition to just all people praying, I see a group of people who are older. They're in their upper 50s and 60s and beyond. And they're praying. I see it. And it's like a wave coming from the East Coast into the center and the West Coast into the center. And it's just, it's covering this nation. I just see it. And it's a good thing. And if you're part of that group, stay with it. Don't stop. Just stay with it. But this is for everybody. Stay with it. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm not isolating you. It's just that I see that group, and it may very well be because they're the ones who remember actually when they were 10 years old in school, and they were praying in the morning in their classrooms, 
something that has been taken away. So the idea here and the message here is be that praying people. Don't give up. Be strong. Be stronger than your emotions. Continue to be a praying people and pray in support of those people who are fighting for this nation. Again, whether they be lawyers or Congress people or governors or helpers in any way or people in any organization and groups who are out there marching and people who are funding things, whatever it is. And if you're part of one of those things, God bless you and we pray for your protection as well. Pray for the protection of those people and the success of those people. Pray for your state. Pray that justice and truth will prevail. His truth is marching and moving on and nothing stops God's truth. Nothing. So God bless you today. I hope this message encourages you. Please hear its simplicity. Stand firm in the Lord and trust and believe. Don't lose heart and pray for the best result that this nation can have. So thank you, brothers and sisters, for being with us. Pass these messages along, please. There's many people who are hurting. They're they're nervous. And as I said before, these messages really must have resonated because so many did listen. So please listen to part one and part two uh, along with this. And we just thank you. God bless you. And we will see you and be with you next week with God's grace and God's love. God bless.